Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Brady Klopper here with Golden State of Mind here to do your favorite thing in the world and talk about yet another Warriors loss. Great fun. Um, the Dubs lost again because that is what they do on the road. You don't need me to tell you this. You've watched them. You know what happens. It happened again. They're now 0-8 on the road. That is more losses on the road than they had during the entire 2015-16 season. We are... Not even a month into the season. Oh, and eight on the road. That is pretty inexplicable. Um, and more importantly, it's pretty indefensible. I don't have any big narrative arc to talk about with this game it was pretty straightforward this is really just going to be me for a few minutes complaining about the Warriors because right now they're an incredibly frustrating team losing one thing fine whatever all good things come to an end blah 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 Steph Curry is still if he's not playing the best basketball of his career, it is adjacent to the best basketball of his career. And seemingly night in and night out, the Warriors are squandering that. This is not the first time I've said this this year, but Steph Curry just had one of the best games of his career. 50 points. 17 for 28 shooting. 50 points on 28 shots. 7 for 11 on threes, 9 for 9 on free throws. You do that, and you still lose a game that, frankly, wasn't particularly close. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't as bad as when they met in the first week of the season and got their asses kicked by the Suns, but Curry wasn't on the floor when the buzzer rang because garbage time had been achieved. The Warriors trailed by 14 points going into the fourth quarter. They trailed by double digits for the bulk of the fourth quarter. When he scored 50, a hyper, hyper, hyper efficient 50. And I think the frustrating part, the part that should be frustrating if you're Curry, not this stat in particular, but this stat is emblematic. He led the team in rebounds. Now, admittedly, he led the team in minutes as well um and Kevon Looney would have had more rebounds than Curry had he played more than 20 minutes but Steph Curry was their first option he was their second option he was their third option and he had as many rebounds as Clay Thompson Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green combined combined 
it's just a very frustrating thing to watch because the Warriors are, are failing him right now in every phase. Um, Steve Kerr took credit, or blame, I should say, um, post-game, said he's failed the team. And, you know, he's not wrong. He, Steve Kerr does deserve a lot of blame. But Bob Myers and the front office deserve a lot of blame for not putting together a better bench, for remaining overly committed to a timeline that is coming at the expense of an open championship window. And Curry's teammates deserve blame. Um, Andrew Wiggins is not playing defense the way he was last year. Um, and he's had he's kind of hot and cold with the rebounds. He has some games where he's great. This game he had two rebounds. And look, rebound totals don't tell the story of rebounding a lot of time. It tells the story in this game. It also tells the story for Draymond Green, who had two rebounds. Um Clay Thompson is still really struggling. He shot six for 17 in this game, and a few of those came in garbage time when he was staying on the court trying to find some rhythm. Jordan Poole, another stinker, didn't make a shot in this game. 0 for 5 from the field. He had two points that came at the free throw line. He did have eight assists to one turnover, so he did some really good stuff running the bench unit, but um, they need... They need him to be a weapon in the way that he hasn't been. The veteran bench players that they did go out and get haven't been particularly good. I'm, I remain high on, really high on Dante DiVincenzo, and I do think Jim Michael Green is going to be really good for this squad once they, once the team figures out how to play basketball. But right now, it's a struggle for us for those guys. Jim Michael Green brought a lot of energy, but he also had was playing the five most of the time, and he had two rebounds in 17 minutes and shot one for seven. DiVincenzo was way more in control than he has been in other games, but still shot two for seven. But he had three assists, no turnovers, just one foul. A big step in the right direction for him. I, th I thought he actually had a pretty good game. Anthony Lamb was pretty solid off the bench, but... Um, yeah, this team is just... From the players to the owners, collectively coming together to fail Steph Curry. Um, and even if you, you know, if you expand, you know, put on your wide-angle lens and, and look at the league as a whole, you're seeing this with the Lakers and LeBron James. You're seeing this with the Nets and Kevin Durant, though I would argue that um, KD deserves a decent amount of blame for that one. Probably more than a decent amount, let's be honest. Um, but gosh, you have, you know, the three best players of the last, you know, 12 years in the NBA or whatever. And they're all on bad teams right now where you can point in various directions. And again, some of those directions include pointing at the players a little bit in LeBron's case and a lot of it in Durant's case. Um, but just failures all around them. Uh, and, you know, it's a bummer to watch. But it is a fun challenge um, if the Warriors can look at it that way. But there's just, there's so much going wrong with a team when 
your superstar scores 50 points on outrageous efficiency, has to lead the team in rebounds despite being the smallest player on the court, and you still get your ass kicked. Um, And right now, frankly, the Warriors are just... They're not playing well. Their, Their defense is atrocious. Their offense is ice cold. It was more defense that was the problem in this one than offense. I mean, they shot 42.9% from the field, 100% on free throws. They had 31 assists. But, um, again, Curry was obviously responsible for a large amount of that. And they did have 17 turnovers. So that's, you know, the sloppiness is still at play. But ultimately, you know, they did enough on offense despite the bench having just 17 points. 17 points on, let me see here, 27 shots. Six for 27. <laughs> Six for 27 on the bench. Wow. That's painful. Um, safe to say Andre Iguodala cannot get back enough, back quickly enough, but Andre Iguodala ain't fixing this. I love Iguodala. I am one of the people who thinks that he still has a lot in the tank. Not a lot in the tank, but... At, that he still can really contribute, that he's still a good player with what little he does have in the tank, if that makes sense. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Great carb, tiny amount of gas in the engine, that kind of a thing. But he's not going to fix this. And I'm not trying to be doomsday. I'm not saying that this team can't be fixed. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. This is still a team that I expect to be contending for a championship in a few months. But wow, they have a lot of work to get there. I don't think we should be hitting the panic button, but I think we should be hitting the these problems are real button. Um, this isn't just a slump. It isn't just a stroke of bad luck or or poor variance or whatever. This is a team that is not playing good basketball. Um, They are one of the worst defenses in the league. They are an average offense despite Curry putting on a show almost every single night. Curry leading the league in EPM right now. He's been, you know, by any... By any metric, he's either the best or the second best player in the NBA this year. Um, Luka Doncic, the only the only person who can contest that. But the defense is awful. The bench is pathetic. And 
there are just real issues with the cohesiveness of the roster, the chemistry of the players, the coaching of Steve Kerr, the the roster construction, and I'm not sure what the answer is because it's not like you can just sit here and you know trade some of the guys on the second timeline and magically fix things. You know that that ship has sailed. You know if they wanted to do that, what they needed to have done was trade James Wiseman's rather sizable rookie scale scale contract over the off season so that they could have afforded to have kept Gary Payton the second. You know. I don't think that uh, Portland's going to be wanting to trade those two, um, even if uh, even if their salaries did match, which they don't. But yeah, it, there's just there's issues from top to bottom right now. Um, the good news is their next game is Friday at home against the New York Knicks, and the Warriors are if you need something to hang your hat on as to a sign of how good they possibly could be. They're great at home. They're 6-1 and one at home. Stark comparison to 0-8 on the road. But, you know, if you want to hang your hat on, hey, this is the team they can be versus this is the team they also can be, um, look at the home games. And we got another one of those coming up on Friday. Um, but, again, I don't think we should hit the panic button, but I do think it needs to be acknowledged that the Warriors are at, I don't want to say a breaking point, but they're at a, a critical point. And I say that because you can see it with Steph Curry, right? We saw it last week. I can't remember what game. Last week, Steph Curry got a technical foul, which we don't see all that often. And it wasn't one of the, you know, usually when he gets a tech, it's like, you know, one quick outburst. This was a get in the face of the ref and scream at them. And he wasn't screaming at the ref, you know? It's a surrogate. He was screaming at James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, whoever. Um, and Curry is, you know, that's the kind of leader he is, that he's not going to scream at those guys directly, so he'll scream at the ref, but it's clear what he means. And it happened again tonight. He didn't get into it with the ref, but he, out of frustration, he smacked the ball into the stands which is just not something we're used to seeing from Curry. Those very rare outbursts, like throwing his mouth guard, they usually come in big moments, right? Um, not first month of the season. Um, but, you know, consciously or subconsciously, he's sending a little bit of a message here. Um, I think he's pretty pissed. I, I think he should be pretty pissed. My mom thinks she, he should be pretty pissed. She just texted me that. And moms are not wrong. So, yeah, Steph Curry's pissed. He should be pissed. This team is not maximizing an all-time great player in the prime of his career while they have a chance to add to a dynasty in a way that few teams have, right? There, there's this four championships in eight years thing is remarkable and it is absolutely a dynasty. And it's not unprecedented. 
the way that five and nine years, six and 11 years, something like that would be. Um, the Warriors are resting on their egotistical laurels a tiny bit here. They seem to think that they can kind of just win another championship while also preparing for life post-Steph, and that's not how it works. They need, they need to commit to winning a championship with the guys that they have and worry about the rest later. And if it means that you have two or three crappy years while you rebuild following a run of six championships in 11 years, not a damn person in the fan base is going to care. I promise you that. So we'll see. Again, there's no easy fix here. It's not like we're in the offseason. Um, it's not like you can just trade James Wiseman's salary space for Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton II, and I don't know, JaVale McGee. Pick a name, whatever. Work to do. Thanks for listening as always, everybody. Uh, check out Golden State of Mind if you want to read more sad news about this shockingly crappy team and uh we'll be back with more podcasts soon thanks everybody